Welcome back to the Business Report. This evening, I'm speaking to Ace Prinsler from DP Vehicles and Tactical Services. Good evening, Ace. Hi, evening. So tell us a bit about uh, DP Vehicles and Tactical Services. What is it exactly that you do? Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's quite an interesting business. Um, like most business that survived COVID, um, before pre-COVID, it was mostly uh, mobility training, very involved with, with other aspects of training, anti-poaching okay. operations. So very much your rural security-based type things, which is, which is basically my background as well. And uh, yes, uh, COVID changed it around a little bit, and that's how we got involved with mobility. Okay. Because COVID uh, forced us to look inside our business, to look outside the box, mm. or to think outside the box, but find the solution inside your business. And because we're doing mobility training, and e-mobility was something that uh, always popped up because the world is more and more looking into that mm-hmm. um, in very very differences. And then from my personal anti-poaching background, using electrical e-bikes or e-motorcycles, there were some tactical advantages to that. And we started implementing it about five or six years ago already in Namibia. Okay. And that's where I got introduced to e-mobility application. And it was pretty obvious that, okay, let's let's – try and beat the COVID thing and move into e-mobility. And now we in e-mobility, but we're more into the um, distribution. Okay. All right. Distribution health. Well, we'll get to that now. Now, um, you mentioned, obviously, some of the tactical advantages of using electric vehicles uh, in anti-poaching operations. Obviously, noise, I assume, would be, would be one of those. If, we, if we're talking four-wheelers, uh, they normally make quite a bit of noise. Yeah, um, the low noise footprint is is always the biggest thing. So anything of immobility, especially in Namibia, nature, conservation, mm. tourism-based um, country, um, the noise is very very good tactical advantage. Mm. But then you got stuff like weight, um, like the Talaria Sting motorcycles that we distribute. It weighs eighty-five kilograms. Mm. I mean, it's like a, a bag of cement. Mm. One guy can easily load load and unload it. Then the other thing is is, is cost. Um, farming, anti-poaching, conservation is is a, like you know it's a very expensive overheads. It, it, mm. it costs you a lot to keep the to keep the mechanism going. Um, so you always want to get something that does the job done a lot cheaper. And the cheaper aspect is not necessarily there's no fuel. Mm-hmm. The cheaper aspect is less maintenance because it's plug and play technology. Okay. Um, and you don't have gears and clutches mm-hmm. and side shafts and all those things that constantly wear out. Um, something I always tell the guys, especially when I talk to farmers, I say, you know what, you're not only saving the fuel, you're saving the fuel that goes missing as well because there's <laughs> normally two tanks in <laughs> two tanks that goes into one. Um, but because there's less wear and tear, it's a plug and play. You can play it yourself. You don't have those scheduled maintenances. Uh, you don't have water that if the water leaks out, your engine uh, overheats and burns. You don't have oil that needs to be filled up the whole time. Uh, so if you start looking at the bottom dollar to keep your conservation going or keep operations going, then this starts making a lot of sense. All right. So you've got the two uh, brands in your stable at the moment. You mentioned the Talaria, the MX style motorbikes, uh, and also Powerland with the ATV and UTV electric quads. Uh, tell us a bit more about this, about these two ranges. Okay, so the Talaria Sting is basically your MX two wheels kind of we call it dirt bike, okay, electrical dirt bikes, um, and it's an amazing project. Um, it's used across the world um, in many many applications. Um, I think one of the most interesting ones I had 
discussed with the Talaria lately was with a southern farmer with 20,000 hectares. Mm. And the southern farmers are, are well known that they used to be the big Honda XR500 guys and things because that's 20,000 hectares to ride your water, yeah. to ride your fence, to, to look at your your um, your animals mm. and your herds and stuff. Um, that's that's the way they went. They, they, they went that way because it's quicker. You can take shortcuts. You can ride on animal paths and stuff. But even that, once again, noise. Mm. If you cut off the noise, your animals become much more tamer. Your herd has got less stress. Um, the fuel consumption, the maintenance consumption, um, all the little logistics that goes with there. And farmers and agriculture these days, it's once again, everything is becoming about where can you cut costs mm. just to stay alive, just just to keep on going. Another interesting application, because that, that's what I'm all about, this immobility thing that's getting me positive and really hyped up, is the application of this technology, especially in the Namibian context. Um, South Africa, they, they loaded it into a Big Bell helicopter. Mm-hmm. They had to go um, dewhorn rhinos. Now, anybody who's been involved with a, with a product like that, of a, of a procedure like that, knows that um, there's quite a lot of stress that those helicopters mm. put on top of those animals because you need to fly the vet in, come down low, there's prop wash, there's prop noise, the animals are running around, the vet needs to dart them, and then the whole process goes. So what they did is they flew the, the vet in with the, with the Talaria bike, dropped him a while off, he went in silently, mm. they put the helicopter up very high just to guide the guy in with radio, he came in 10, 20 meters, started the, the rhino. Hmm. No stress, a lot of less stress. And hmm. I think to, to take that stress out of the equation, just in that operation, um, just think what is the probability of something going wrong, the health of that animal. Yeah. It, it is major investments to keep these animals and to keep them protected. And if you can not only cut, cut costs, but you can also cut stress-induced activities, hmm. It makes a lot of sense. So you're talking about southern farmers, you know, 20,000 hectare riding that, that fence. That's quite a distance. And I know a lot of people's worry about electric is, you know, the battery. How long does the battery last? What, what kind of range are you getting on these vehicles? Well, both, both the Powerland and the Telarius got uh, a minimum of 100 kilometer range. Okay. Depends on which mode you've got. Mm. I mean, there's, there's, there's the sports <laughs> mode. and it, I, I'm always in sports <laughs> mode, so I get 70. <laughs> and it depends the way you drive, the, the area you drive. The person's weight. Mm. Um, to give you another example, to, to, to move over to the Powerland thing, which is um, for the listeners to, to, to understand, imagine yourself a 4 by 4000 cc the biggest range Polaris you can get. Uh-huh. That's a Powerland, but it's all electric. Huh. It doesn't have no gears, no clutches, because it's, it's hub-wheel driven, okay. so that the wheels is on there. And if you add a little aluminum trailer that's got its own motor, you make it into a 6 by 6 articulated oh. vehicle that can carry a ton. You can add three kilowatt electrical PTOs to these things. You can drive harvesters. You can cut grass with it. You can grade roads with it. It's it's um, registered in Europe as a tractor, okay, not a quad bike. Mm. So it's a tractor. We also import it as a tractor because it's a commercial vehicle. Yeah. Other applications you can think about underground mining. Yes, you need to add fire suppression, emergency brakes, things like that. But underground mining has been using electric electric vehicles for mm. for like ever. And electric vehicles in commons is not news. You, you can get forklifts for the past 10, 15 years that's full-on electric. So it's always been moving to that direction. It's just now the technology, the battery technology has came to such a way that you get the distance mm. and you get the battery life out of it. Because both of these brands, the battery only starts depleted after 800 cycles. Okay. To give you an idea, my demo bike, which has been in two MX races and the Enduro race so far, it's got over the 700 kilometers on it. It's at cycle 18 at the moment. Sure. So you're talking about three, four, five years of everyday use 
before the battery even starts depleting. Mm. That's why the whole world is looking at these these uh, minerals. Yeah. That's why Namibia is in the in the pound seeds <laughs> yeah. at the moment for these things. And coming back to Namibia, it's it's the perfect timing. It's like the timing is just perfect. Um, Namibia is moving into this green energy thing. Mm-hmm. So why must we produce green energy, but not and operate? Not be able to use it. Yeah, exactly. Not operate green. Yeah. You know? So. Exciting times. You're talking about all the different options uh, with with sort of scraping and cutting grass and putting on trailers. Uh, how customizable are both the Talaria and the Powerland? It's very customizable. Um, okay, the Powerland is is a rather new brand. It's manufactured in India, so it, it's going to need some time. The Talaria has been around for about five or six years already. Okay. In um, American companies and European companies, Asian companies, I think on the internet you can buy over the five thousand different. Accessories. Huh. A standard bike, I'm, I'm 114, yeah, maybe 115. I have some. <laughs> <laughs> We're naughty yesterday. <laughs> um, I do about on, on, on a mid frame Delaria Sting about 65 kilometers an hour. Okay. If I change the controller box for mere 25,000 or 30,000, I can go 165 kilometers. Huh. Okay. Different <laughs> application, yeah. different needs and things, but highly, highly mod- modifiable and upgradable and so. Okay. Uh, street legal? Street legal, both. All right. Um, for every Talaria, there's, there's, there's a street legal version. Um, the Powerland comes out street legal as well. The Powerland, we need to, we're still busy with the, the static homologizing, yeah, what they call it. The Talaria is already done. Okay. So across static Talaria, you can buy a street legal one, and it's already on Natus, and you can put it on your name. It, it will be licensed. It's street worthy. And once again, application. Um. Let's think about the guys that's got teenagers. Yeah. The sport, the driving around, the getting the kids to school, all the things, you know. Um, they can drive the electric things to school. They can drive it to sport. They can drive it on weekends. And, and the application is amazing. Power-wise, talking about the, uh, those teenagers, I mean, we in my day, uh, back back way back when, uh, when the 50cc was still legal for the, for the kids and they were all driving 50s, then obviously we realized it was underpowered. It was a dangerous bike. Yeah. Uh, as far as the Talaria goes, what kind of power are you looking in, at? In our generation X language, we'll talk the 125cc okay. a little bit more. <laughs> you can upgrade it to what you need it to be. Um, I think because the native system is not quite electric yet, mm-hmm. they've just added it to a certain CC class. Okay. But I've, I've, I was told that in the next two or three years, they'll actually split it and it will go according to watts. So like a, a three kilowatt engine, a six kilowatt motor, uh, right. they, will, they will go according to that, um, which is good, which, which defines it up and so. But if you want to compare it to a CC, you can say, well, it's legally, it, it's seen as a 125 CC. It performs a little bit better, of course. Okay. <laughs> Electrical has got amazing performances. Um, but yeah, the, the application for these things is amazing. You can really find something that comes to mind right now. December is coming. Hentis Bay, Langstrand, those mm. places. That is bike bike holidays. But the noise is getting yeah, I was going to say, noise is every December you hear the noise complaints. The noise is getting bad. So this is becoming a nice viable uh. option. And it costs you less. And you can use it for the kids to drive to school and things. You just start adding things together. Mm. Um, a lot of these guys, they say to me, yeah, you know, there's always the argument about is it really, is it really green? Mm. No, it's not really green because if you want to take the big picture of how it's mined and yeah. all the things, no, it's not really green. And is there something that is really totally green these days? No, but is it green applicable? Is it operationally? Does it make eco sense operationally? Mm. 
Yes, I think so. Okay. One last thing. You've mentioned Natus, and uh, while we know sort of e-bicycles you, you don't need a license for, uh, I'm assuming if you're talking about how they're changing things, I'll add yet to that because it might come a time. Uh, but licensing for the Telarias and the and the Powerland, how does is that a, a standard licensing that one goes about? It's a pretty standard Natus. You buy it, you buy it, and you go boot it through Roadworthy, and it's registered on your name according to to the Natus uh, classification. And uh, like the Telaria, a 16 year old with a with a with a bike license, motorcycle mm-hmm. license, and a movie can can drive it legally on the road. Okay. It's got enough power. It's 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 legally made according to European ISO standards and things for 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 international you know public road use and things. So yes, you you can really use it. It's got enough power. Like like you're coming back to the thing about our days about the 50s mm-hmm. not having enough power, and that was the reason why a lot of people got in accidents. Mm-hmm. There's enough torque and things there, so you can really use it that way. And the quad bike. It's like any other road legal quad bike mm. you want to put out. It comes out standard with all the blings and the whistles and the things that's needed on international ISO standards and so. And if you want to put it on the road, then you go register in your name, you put it through Natus, and it's there. Okay. Well, Ace, thanks so much for coming in. Uh, for anyone who wants some more information about the products, where can they go? Well, the best place to find us is go look on Instagram, and you can you can look at our tag at uh, Power, Powerland Sadic or Telaria Namibia. And then from there on, it will show you all the international websites, the contacts, the retailers. We've got two retailers in Vintuk already where they can, on the floor, see Telarias available. You can have a look there. Um, they were at the Vintuk show now, uh, eco-urban electrical vehicles. And then most of the cyclists and the guys, they know about the bike standing at Cycle Delic as well. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ace. Excellent. Thank you for the time.